Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Shalila. And this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. I said that a little differently this time. Yeah, it's it's been a bit. We're going to peel back the curtain for you there, Dorothy. Uh, it's been a bit since we have uh, uh, recorded, so I kind of forgot what I say. Um, I, I feel like we're not at muscle memory yet, <laughs> which seems confusing. <laughs> it's amazing for one reason, which is that this is actually a pretty momentous episode for us. Uh, th- so, spoiler alert, we're talking about the Oscars 2021 today, aka the yeah. 93rd Academy Awards, and what we actually talked about on our very first episode of this podcast was exactly this. We talked about um, predictions for the last Oscars last year. Yes, we did. Last year was untainted by COVID, but this year. Yeah, we didn't know yet. We didn't know yet. Other countries knew. (laughs) Other countries were already aware. It is called (laughs) COVID-19 and not (laughs) COVID-20. Yes, it is. Other countries were well aware, but our two countries of current location were not. (laughs) Yeah. Sitting in my my bedroom watching Parasite win is one of my last, like, I'm not trapped in the house memories that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it might be kind of fun to go back. I want to listen to those first couple episodes and and see if like, did we mention it at all? Were we like, we're going to watch the Oscars. Also, there's this crazy thing happening called COVID. (laughs) Like, like, uh, who knows what that'll be like? Maybe they'll have to, maybe they'll have to put off the Eternals by a couple weeks. (laughs) Like, like, I'm just curious, like, what we're Man, this lockdown thing is a bummer, but in two weeks when we're back in the theaters. Yeah, New Mutants is going to come out in two months, actually. Oh, yeah, can't wait for that one. (laughs) I'm really curious to know whether or not we, how much was it on our radar? Because it feels like a whole other lifetime. But you're right. This is a big episode because we're back. We're back with the Oscars. We are. It's a. It's a. I know the Oscars weren't exactly one year ago calendar wise at this point, but it's sort of our yeah. semi symbolic one year anniversary of doing this. Yeah, I like that. I think it's nice. I think it's nice to come back around to it. We did do yeah. an Oscar episode in between these two, and I guess we can talk about how good our predictions were. Um, yeah, if we were those, smart, we would have written those down so we could revisit them. Yeah, for those avid, avid listeners, you'll remember that we did a pandemic Oscars episode in June of 2020, I believe, mm-hmm. um, which is another lifetime ago. And uh, we were not close at all in that, if I remember correctly at the time, we were only using movies that we had seen and thereby uh, Scoob and Sonic we're right at the top. <laughs> those were the Yep. Those were our leading films. <laughs> it was Onward and Sonic, I believe, were the big the big leads. So um it turns out we were wrong. Yeah. Who knew? Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Palm Springs? Did we throw I think we might have also thrown Palm Springs in there of like a yeah, this'll probably In our defense, there really were not a lot of movies. There were no, no there movies weren't. at the time. We had no. no options and we were doing our best. Like we always it's so do. weird to look at this group of Best Picture nominees because, uh, okay, this is not going to be real math, but stick with me on the emotion of this math. Like three quarters of these movies came out prior to the pandemic. And you and I saw that they came out, like in other words, they came out at either Sundance or they came out in other festivals. And there was like the whole round of people talking about them and reviewing them on the internet. And then a pandemic hit. And then we didn't see anything for seven straight months and then all of these movies came out in like the past four months again, like in the public eye, <laughs> except like nobody saw it. Like all these came out with quotes. They came out on like Netflix, Amazon video, HBO for a week and then they disappeared again. So it's so weird. 
I feel like we were not wrong. Like the movies we saw, I feel like are the things that people did see. So I don't know like who I don't know who's watching. That's why this. they call us the voice of the people. It's weird. I yeah. I I, I I feel like if you were gonna do like a people's choice awards, which I don't think anyone pays attention to, but if you're gonna do it, I think you're lying if you bring these to them. Like I think the you know, maybe a couple of them. Like I know Trial of Chicago Seven got a lot of play for sure. Promising Home got a lot of play. But Beyond that, like, I think you're lying to me if Sonic isn't there and isn't, like, a leading powerhouse because that's the last <laughs> movie people saw and it was, like, a conversation. I, yeah, it's, uh, where's Tom and Jerry? That's what I want to know. Mm. Uh, well, hey, so Eric, anyway. before we go any further, do you want to quickly <laughs> tell everybody what this podcast is, who we are, what we're doing? Oh, yeah, we always do such a good job at this. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, you know what would be super helpful, listeners? I recently discovered by doing any amount of research that one of the most helpful things that you could do for us if you were like, man, this is such a well-organized podcast <laughs> and it's so professional <laughs> and I love it. How could I help? Uh, you could either, well, I'm going to say one of three things. Number one. You could go to patreon.com slash A-Y-S-W and support us on our Patreon because that helps us do this podcast. Number two, you could uh, like our podcast, like it, maybe follow it, subscribe to it, subscribe to it. I think hmm. it is. I think it's like and subscribe, like a YouTube channel. Uh, you can do that on Spotify. You can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts. There's like a couple of them, uh, but it turns out the secret sauce of it all is rating the podcast. It turns out I've never done any research on podcasts. I just sort of record it. Uh, I record it and I schedule it sometimes. <laughs> That's my contribution. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that rating podcasts is like one of the most helpful ways that you can get us to show up on things when people search. And they're like, hey, what if Tom and Jerry was at the Oscars? And then our episode will show up. Right at the top of that SEO. Right at the top of the SEO. So uh, if you'd like to help us, you could also go to any of your preferred podcasting platforms because we are on all of them. And you could like it or subscribe to it and or rate it. Uh, give it that old five stars, one star for each level of professionalism. Uh, and that would be helpful. Of course, the third thing you could do is just tell all of your friends and family uh, that they even have the opportunity to be on our podcast. You know, tell your friends. Uh, the easiest place to find us probably is Twitter at AYSWpod. That's our podcast. We're always so good about plugging ourselves. All right, so let's dive into it. The Oscars, which are tomorrow, Sunday, April 25th, we are recording this mm -hmm. the day before, they're finally tomorrow. They've been put off a couple of times, which is fine. Um... Yeah, they're finally tomorrow. I feel like no one knows that they're tomorrow. Would you agree with that? I feel yeah. like not a single real, like not a single person I actually know in my life, not on the internet. Like real people don't know that it exists tomorrow. Yeah, there's like a couple film people I follow who are like, oh yeah, the Oscars tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I very much believe this is going to be the least watched one ever. That's my guess. I I just yeah. don't think anyone knows or cares. Um. Which, you know, always a little sad, but also a little bit not. They've been doing, like, stupid stuff with it. They've been doing stupid stuff. They had, like, a thing. I forget exactly what it was, but they basically had, like, a... They made some kind of a deal with the city of Los Angeles for, like, oh, we're going to get you vouchers so that you don't have to wear masks and stuff to be at our super important award ceremony, which is just... Mm. Just do it virtually. Or wear a mask, one of the two. Like, I don't... Every other award show has been virtual. It's been fine. 
just do it, you know? It's all good. Yeah. I feel like my confusion with this Oscars starts with who announced it. Do you remember who they got to announce the Oscars? Like, that they existed? Do you mean the nominations? Yeah. Do you remember who it was? It was Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. What did they have to do with the Oscars? I'm so... Okay, I know that they don't... I know the... the it's not like they always get somebody from the Oscars. I'm on I'm I'm board with that. They usually get, like, comedians or... I feel like they get people related to film in some larger sense. And I don't know why they got Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Maybe well, that's a hot she's take. a massive film star in at least one country on this planet. I know that, but the Oscars have never cared about that. Yeah, <laughs> the that Oscars don't care at all about not America. But you know how just doing one small virtue signaling thing fixes all of your diversity problems? Yeah. Mm, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, you didn't consider that, so there you go. See, I guess what I what what it more felt like to me is I don't believe that three quarters of the academy knows who those two people are, and it feels like they, especially Nick Jonas. There's no That's way they know who Nick Jonas is. Yeah. So it felt like they got them for the kids. Like, that's my point. I, and there was like a degree to which it felt like they were like, let's just pick the two people that the kids love these days. Priyanka Chopra okay, and Nick Jonas. This is so off topic now, but do, do the kids even like them as a couple? I mean, no, I don't, I don't speak my for point. the kids, but they're not even like a popular celebrity that's exactly couple. They're just my point. two people who, whose worlds they, should never have yes. con, con, connected. I think that they, they, they thought they were getting the people for the kids, but they ended up getting people that are like, we're a decade off of caring about that. Like, uh, you're way late. We're, you know, <laughs> that's my point. I 100% yeah. agree. Uh... I feel like that's where the trouble began. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it there. <laughs> that's where it all spawns from. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about the nominations a little bit uh, because I feel like most people don't even know what's nominated because we didn't even know what was nominated. <laughs> We've been doing a terrible job of keeping up with it. Uh, so, like yeah, collectively, the voice of the people. So yeah, yeah, it's a phrase I've heard many people say about us. Yeah, I'm going to say collectively, like like I'm just going to kind of combine a bunch of the big categories and sort of list the movies that are up, right? So between all of the big five or six categories, we've got a bunch of movies, many of which are either currently available to watch or were previously available to watch on a streaming service for quote unquote free. Uh, so if you either had, I don't think any of them were on Hulu, but uh, maybe they were, but Amazon Prime Video. Netflix, HBO Max, if you're in the U.S. anyway. Uh, I think those are the big three. I I don't think Hulu had any, but I, I – and Disney Plus. Well, that's not true. I guess animated Disney Plus. So those are the big four. Um, so those movies include Nomadland, The Trial of Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, Minari, The Father, Sound of Metal, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, Another Round, which I have no idea what that is, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Pieces of a Woman, One Night in Miami, Borat, Subsequent Movie Film. <laughs> That's a tough one to get through without feeling like I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, the White Tiger, and then we have our animateds, which are Soul, Onward, Wolf Walkers, Over the Moon, 
and a Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> oh, there's always yeah. a weird one. Mm-hmm. So those are like collectively the big nominations from best animated, best adapted, best original screenplays, best supporting actor and actress, best actor and actress, and then best director. Obviously, there's many, many other films involved in visual effects, editing, cinematography, international production design, costuming, etc. But those are the big categories, so that's what we're kind of covering today. Uh, so I guess it's time to show our hands, I think, there, Shalila. Uh, how many of these mm. movies have you seen? How many of that <laughs> list have you seen? I bet you've beat me, but how many have you seen? I've seen Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, Soul, <laughs> Onward, and I think it stops there. Okay, so what's that count? Six. Yeah, you got me beat. I have four. <laughs> I've barely <laughs> not seen good. movies this year. It was a weird year. I don't, I, I truly, I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to chalk it up to just needing comfort. And like novelty was like a spooky thing in the year 2020, the, the 15 month long year that was 2020. Like, I don't, I just didn't watch new movies if they weren't animated and probably terrible because I didn't even see the good animated ones. So I just didn't do it. I sat down and had one day where I watched two very good movies. And then the rest of the time I was just rewatching whatever Marvel monster movies insert thing here. That is easy. Popcorn doesn't make my brain have to worry about things. Yeah, that's relatable. This entire just, week, I've been like, tough. the Oscars are this week. I should press play on Mank today. And I then know. I watched the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. So That's what that's what happened to us. We keep being like, all right, we got to sit and make sure to watch the Oscar movies. Like, we, there's so many available. Let's sit down and watch it. Or we could just mm. keep burning through Mad Men. <laughs> Those are the yeah. two, which I've seen four times all the way through at this point. Like, we could just keep going. Like, and I, or turn on The Circle season two, which is absurd. It uh, is a, It yeah. is quite the show. Yeah. As opposed to watching the Oscar movies. It's a weird time. So I guess the point of all that is to say, friends and listeners, uh, if there was any year to take it with a grain of salt, oh boy, is it this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know either. But you know what we do have? We have exactly what every other film person has. We have mm. opinions on things that we haven't seen. <laughs> so you listen to us for wild conjecture. And that's what that's we're right. going to deliver. We're truthful about it, and I think that's the difference, you know? Yeah. Film majors will lie to you that they've seen it. They don't call us the voice of the people for nothing, I mean. That's right. A constant, constant adjective that people use. So, I mean, we can, let's let's do this reverse order. I feel like that's always the the, the most interesting way to do it. We'll leave Best Picture for last. Uh, I kind of want to start with one that's super, maybe like the easiest. I don't know how else to say this. It's the one that is like, most guaranteed we know it's going to win and it's the mm. one that people are legitimately as far as i can tell the most upset about which is best animated feature soul is just going to win yeah uh, it's it's gonna do it which it because that's how it always works right pixar always wins they've won it 11 times in the past 20 years but i think a general rule at least from what i have seen is no one wants it to win Versus Wolfwalkers, which I still haven't had a chance to see. No, me neither. It was on Hulu. I know that uh, it's on, for a is bit. Is it not now on Apple TV? I think you're right. I think they have it now. So actually, I mean, honestly, that means for a lot of people, it's probably more accessible than it was two months ago because oh, I think a lot of folks don't know they have that by virtue of like if you own an Apple product, you may just have it for free. So 
if you get a chance, go watch Wolfwalkers. I haven't seen it yet. I have seen the second film, I think, in their trilogy that they kind of call it, which is Song of the Sea, um, which is a really amazing animated movie. I mean, they that company, they're an Irish film company, mm-hmm. and they have such interesting movies. They're like, they're really mythological and like folkloric, but in a way that is so not normal for Americans. Like it, that it's just not mm-hmm. the kind of folklore that we're exposed to. Wonderful animation, really, really interesting and different. Um, Song of the Sea looked a lot like kind of like moving paper, like like you cut out like, you know, pieces of construction paper and layered it over backgrounds. And like, I, it was so interesting. And Wolfwalkers is, I've seen a lot of folks putting it up as the best of the year, period, like wishing it had gotten into best picture. So it that that's a, says a lot versus yeah. you and I have never really talked about on the podcast, but Soul. <laughs> yeah. Soul was definitely a movie. They definitely made a movie and released it and now it's going to win. Yeah, I don't I yeah. I have a tough time with that one. I I like I think if you're arguing that best animated feature is a reflection of which movie had the best animation, then I think Soul might be a fine contender. Like the 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 visual design of that movie, the artistic direction rather is just incredible. Like some of those shots of space and of like kind of the 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 void concepts or whatever were almost tough to watch like they were they were beautiful and terrifying and you know i think that is worthy but that's not what this category is (laughs) this category is just best picture but we don't like it so we're gonna call it best animated picture uh which means it is like the totality of it and in that case if you got to give it to one of the two, I give it to Onward ahead of Soul. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't, I didn't even see Over the Moon, but I know people really like that one. Uh, I, yeah, I think Soul, Soul would fall on this list for me. Maybe best music or best score. Oh, it was a great score. I don't know. I don't know who. Let's let's we'll do a quick deviation here. Who's up for best score? Oh, The Five Bloods, yeah. Mank, Minari, News of the World, Soul. Okay, I didn't see News of the World or Minari or Mank. But I did see Defy Bloods, which was incredible, and it had great music. All that being said, Soul, I do, maybe score is the one place I would give it. Man, is it a cool score. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, do you plan on watching Wolfwalkers? Yeah, I do. Big time. Definitely. It's one of my leads, I think, of all these nominations of, like, things that I need to go see. Yeah. Here comes the prediction. It's it's gonna be soul. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to let's go to screenplay. Let's make our way up up the up yep. the ladder here. So we have best adapted and best original. I'm gonna lean on you more since you've seen more of these than I have. But uh, uh, you know, to kind of give me what you if you think this is fair or not. So for best original, we've got Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago Seven, Minari, Sound of Metal, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Do you have uh, statistical predictions on who's gonna take it? I just didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it at you all this year. You didn't do it? Not even a little bit. I mean, I guess I could do it before tomorrow if I wanted, mm. but I just didn't do it. I, I I have two reasons for that, one of which is fake. <laughs> my first reason. Here's my first reason, which is the fake reason. This is the reason that sounds good, which is as a incredibly amateur person who likes stats, as an incredibly amateur statistician, uh, which is giving me way too much credit, uh, uh, 
the variables involved with doing everything from home and the fact that the way everything has been watched has changed so drastically where a lot of folks are watching these, like the Academy is watching them for the first time very differently than they may have before. The way it's being marketed is different. All of that means that the idea of doing actual quote, like huge quotes around the word rigorous statistical, uh, 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 guessing uh predictions rather for for the oscars this year seemed silly like I, it just seems so out of reach of being able to actually even say yep these things follow the same you know because it, it, things are so weird this year even even in the way that a lot of things are being considered i mean for example we'll get to it here soon but the fact that both leads of judas and the black messiah are up for best supporting actor it's things like that that just throw it out the window. Like, I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to predict anything, man, because none of this makes sense. But that's the fake reason. The real reason is I just didn't see any of these things, so I didn't feel like I should do it. <laughs> I think you've swapped the fake and the real reason. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I just didn't do it. I didn't I didn't do no, it. that's it super fair. It didn't come to my brain. I didn't see most of these movies as we've just covered. So no part of me was like, I guess I'll just do the predictions. Everything, like everything else, the quarantine has sapped joy out of so many things and no part of me wanted to do it this year. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put in the effort. I think, you know, what is what else has hurt the past couple of years is I'm always pretty close, but I'm never – the amount of time and energy spent, it's never worth it. Like, in other words, the predictions are just as good as if you just went on to, like, Golden Derby uh, and and looked there. Like, it's the <laughs> same thing. So basically, I'm doing something that other people can do easier and are being paid to do. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress that I add to my life for no reason. Literally no reason. So I just didn't do it this year. Uh, Which is all to say, I don't really have a statistical thing for you here. But I do have, I do have several years worth of looking at 25 years worth of data still in my brain. So here's my intuition. There is the subject matter expert. Yeah, there it is. So this is intuition versus prediction. Um, I agree with you completely. I don't think it's trial because of the Netflix curse. I think, I don't know if it extends all the way down to screenplay either, but I'm going to say yes. It's not looking um, good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's going. I mean, Sorkin's huge, but I don't think they like Netflix. No. So I don't think so there. Um, the rest of these, none of this is about the strength of them. I have no clue, but... It's just not going to happen. Judas and the Black Messiah is not one for anything, so that's not coming. Sound of Metal hasn't really won for much, so that's not coming either. Minari, I guess, could be like a wild card, but I doubt it. I think it's going to be Promising Young Woman because it is also up for Best Picture and Best Director. So that already helps kind of narrow that field of possibility like all of these are up for for best picture but not all of them are up for best director so that that kind of like cuts out a lot of that that fluff um that's my guess i'm gonna go with promising a woman personally but i don't know trial could be a really wild like it is aaron sorkin and they like him he won the golden globe so oh okay could could be good for him doesn't mean much but it could be i just i I agree with you i don't think it's gonna happen because of netflix so that's best original screenplay best adapted screenplay is nomadland the father borat subsequent movie film (laughs) one night in miami and the white tiger uh 
I don't know what the White Tiger is. Do you know what that movie? I have literally no idea what that movie is. Yeah, I know what that is. Uh, the reason I know is because it's based on a book, and that book is so. If you were a kid growing up in India, uh, every and, and you and you have a dad uh, who is <laughs> relatively dad-like, and you know, is, just is a dad. Uh, there is a hundred percent chance that he owned that book, and that was on your coffee table. 100% of the time just because it's such a dad concept like I don't know how else to say it I haven't read it I refuse to because I'm not a dad um, okay. and I don't I don't really identify with the dad mindset I think you do so maybe you might enjoy this book 100%. and uh, it's adapted Priyanka Chopra is in the movie oh that's why she's announcing nominations is. wow there it is see look at us we come to revelations live <laughs> on air um, and it's uh, I, I haven't heard anything terrible about it, but nothing incredible either. So that's everything I got on that. Okay. So what's your uh, having seen a couple of these? I think you saw. Oh no, I haven't seen any of these. The father? No, you didn't see any of these. You saw none. No. You saw zero five. I okay, have great. Seen so zero. we're both on the same spot. All right. So what is your what's your pick based on no data? Listeners, we have empathy for you. You're listening to this and you're like, this is all conjecture. Will they give me yep. anything that I can take away? <laughs> Yep, I've got two fun facts for you that you can talk about oh, at your yeah. uh, Oscars facts. Zoom party. Yeah, love a fun fact, and I've got two. So uh, really strap in for this one. Number one, uh, did you know that Borat has broken an Oscars record by being nominated? And that record is the longest title of any nominated film in Academy history. The full title is Borat subsequent movie film, colon, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit one's glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I feel like that should be on the nomination more. I feel like everyone's been shortening it to Borat subsequent movie film. Wow. And Getting much the birds like of prey, fabulous. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. You're, I just don't think it should be allowed. <laughs> It was like when uh, when the uh, Rogue One came out and everyone like there was like that the kind of the disparity on the internet as to whether or not you typed out Rogue One or you typed out Rogue One a Star Wars story <laughs> because that's the <laughs> technical title of the movie like no matter what you did <laughs> I like it well that is a very fun fact uh, wait that was fun fact number one what's number two that was fun fact number one yeah the second one is uh, it's it's less fun but it's more educational actually. There's this 20-year okay. tradition in Oscars history where there's always one movie nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. That's that's its only nomination. Like, the movie is only nominated really? for a screenplay nom and nothing else. Uh, and for the last 19 years, that is held. And some of those movies were Knives Out, Straight Outta Compton, in... How do I pronounce B-R-U-G-E-S? The, the place? In Bruges. In Bruges? Thank you. Yeah. In Bruges... Molly's Game. So yeah, quite an interesting really? squad of movies. But The White Tiger is now its latest entrant into the club. Okay. See, isn't that the kind of stuff you think I would have noticed? I, given you that know, I like yeah. stared at those spreadsheets? I've, I never noticed that. There's always one, huh? Yeah. That's weird. I wonder why that is. They just sort of give one like a little nod. Hmm. Well... Uh, those are very fun facts. These are, uh, I want to put in like a sound effect of like a, you know, exiting out of Shalila's fun fact hour or whatever you call mm -hmm. it. Uh, I'll just do with the Foley for our podcast from now on. Bazooka. Um, that's like the radio hosts when they press the button. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You know, you know, insert laser beam sound. Yeah. Uh, that was very fun. I like these. These are good. I think you have 10 more for us before the end. So this will be exciting to get to. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know who's winning this. Uh, I have a guess, which is 
This is another one when things get weird. This is what happened with, I think it's what happened with Moonlight. Am I right about that? I'm trying to remember. I think it was. It's the same thing that happened with Moonlight where like, depending on what award show you're at, depends on the criteria for what what you're considered. So this year, for example, Chloe Zhao, who wrote Nomadland, is not or adapted domain line rather is not was not eligible for the writers guild awards so that's like a really big predictor but she just wasn't there so they chose borat and there's no way on any god's green earth or hell below us that borat's winning so no we're out the door for that one the baftas chose the father because of course they did it's anthony hopkins yeah. and it's britishy Every trailer made me think this is British. Which is scholarly. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be, that's the one the British are going to pick. I think it's pretty clear. Um, So, all that to say, it's a little weird, but I still think it's going to be Chloe Zhao. Uh, I think she's going to win it. In fact, we're going to get to this here soon. Uh, My guess is she's going to sweep. I think she's going to, I think it's going to be another Bon Joon Ho. And I think she's going to sweep. I want that for her so bad. Yeah, I I have not seen Nomadland. I have no takes on it. I know that it has been quite the, quite the talked to death movie on the internet, and I just have no desire to take part in it because I don't know anything about it. But um, all that being said, I I don't know if it's, you know, I have no idea if it's good or not. I assume it's good, but putting that aside, I wish she would have gotten all of this for the writer, which was her movie in twenty seventeen, I think. So if this is yet another like. I'm not even going to say like post-mortem or whatever, like, you know, not necessarily retroactive, but if this is just, again, like a, if we can just get her an award because of what she's already done, let alone what this is, I'll be happy. Um, Because she is a really phenomenal filmmaker. So I I think that'll be great. Uh, She's also doing The Eternals for all of you who pay attention to Marvel. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be Nomadland. Um, Father could upset. I think we're here. Depends on how British they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, depends. Yes, exactly. Depends on how particularly British they're feeling this year. Uh, All right. So that'll take us to what is always the single hardest category to predict in the big ones when I'm actually doing predictions, let alone insights, which is best supporting actress. Best supporting actress is always a nightmare. Uh, I don't know why. It just is. It's everyone picks somebody different. It's not good. Um, you know, it's, it's not a good one to predict. It's always tough. But nonetheless, uh, our nominees, uh, we have got nominees from Minari, The Father, Borat, subsequent movie film, Mank, and Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, those nominees in reverse order there are Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Amanda Seyfried. I've recently been told that it is Seyfried and not Seyfried, like I always said. Um mm. By the way, I don't know a lot of these names, so I apologize for the inevitable mispronunciations here. Maria Bakalova? Bakalova? That sounds yeah, right. Maybe. Olivia Coleman, um, who is really raking in the nominations here lately. Yeah. I feel like Olivia Coleman has been on a hot train since, uh, what was that movie? The, um, the Favorite? Back in 20... 20- yeah, The Favorite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been I'm killing it. Her. And now she's, uh, she's going to be in... Um, she might be in the Secret Wars show with uh, with uh, Samuel Jackson. She's in talks to join. So she's had quite oh, the... Good for her. Yeah. She's one of those people where she, you could give her every award and I'd be like, yeah, 
<laughs> I'm happy yeah. with it. She seems great. Uh, and then finally, our nomination for Minari, uh, Young Jin Yoon. I, I do not know how to pronounce uh, your name. I apologize. Um, but those are our five nominations there. Again, I have seen literally none of these. But you have seen at least two. I have seen one. I, I thought seen you saw Minari. Mank. No. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. I I value my time, sanity, and choices. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, so you saw Minari. So how do you feel about uh, Young Jin Yoon's chance to win Minari? Oh, incredible. Um, Here's the thing. (laughs) Uh, I don't know a damn thing, honestly, about the performances of the other actors up for this category. But Maria, Mm -hmm. Glenn, Olivia, Amanda... So I do know, you know, what anybody who's vaguely interested in film knows about those movies. However, I don't know how good those performances were. So I feel completely blind as to what the kind of bar is here. Um, I I think Yoon Yo-jung was just very good in her role. Like, incredible. No notes, perfect. That said, it's the only one I've seen. And I just don't know how good everyone else was. I... Um, I do have a fun fact because I'm overflowing with those, which is that Glenn Close got double nominated in the most interesting possible way. She got um, best supporting for uh, Hillbilly Elegy at the Oscars and best supporting and worst supporting actress at the Razzies in the same year. That is funny. She's a third person ever to get uh, both an Oscar and a Razzie award for the same performance. For the exact same role. role. Yeah. Yeah, that's hillbillyology. I feel like is a that's a, a old we, we we that that conversation happened a while ago. Like yeah. I forgot. I mean, if you missed it entirely, it's just that it's like super divisive. Like the critics, like right. really, 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 I think hated it, and I think a lot of viewers loved it. To my knowledge, the idea was basically like it's either it's the kind of movie that you either watch and you're like, wow, I too empathize or can understand where poor white racists are coming from, or you're watching it and going, this is another movie about poor white racists. Uh, who cares? Like, <laughs> so... It's like Green Book it, vibes. Kind of, yeah. It really seemed like it just came out. It's a book. I know that. I don't know anything about the book, but I know the book's divisive too. So I don't know anything about it, but I just feel like that was a... That conversation happened so long ago that I forgot about Hillbilly Elegy existing. Uh, more importantly, I think for me in this category, I am aware that Amy Adams is in that movie. And I'm also aware that Amy Adams is not on this Oscar list again. <laughs> oh, Amy. For all I know, she was terrible. But the fact is, she was nominated again for something again. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid. Never the Oscar winner. Yeah. Um, okay, so you feel good about about uh, Young Jun Yoon as being the, the lead there. Yeah, um, but I'm owning up to the amount of conjecture involved there, which is I'm 100%. Uh, but so also, this is another... I want her to take it. I want her to take it so bad. Just, just give it to her. I don't care, you know. I, I, I have to believe you here. I have nothing, yeah. no opinions. I just have insight, which is, uh, it's another weird one. Best sporting is always weird, but this is yet another one, like screenplay. Uh, the Golden Globe, which is usually a little, little bit good with supporting. Um, it went to Jodie Foster for a movie that's not at the Oscars. So, yeah, that's this is window. actually the first year since 1976 where the Golden Globe winner, uh, is not going to match up to. Interesting. Yeah. Good fun fact. The Golden Globe winner, fun Best fact. Supporting Actress, has not missed an Oscar nomination since 1976. That's wild. See, it's a weird year. This is why I didn't do it. I'm telling you, that's my number one reason. Yeah. 
That's why I, I, we I could, made up we that continue reason. We continued a mass reasons when I began to justify the podcast. <laughs> you skipping it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Critics' Choice went to Olivia Coleman for The Father, uh, but the SAG and the BAFTA went to Young Jun Yoon, which I think is interesting that the BAFTA went there and not British. My general feeling is the BAFTA will always choose British if given the chance, uh, but they did not. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, all that being said, I think you are correct. I think that's where it's going. Uh, Olivia Coleman look to be the upset. Uh, all right. Now for our possibly strangest category best supporting actor uh strange for a reason that we've currently covered which is i don't know why two of the people who are in it are in it because they should be somewhere else i have a i have a like vague explanation for that uh which i'm sure you actually know but it's it's one of those things where it comes down to technicalities uh it's hilarious it's like why are both of them supporting who on earth was the lead uh, the answer is just that essentially the Academy lets its voters pick who is nominated for which category. Yep. So they, they pick the yep. person and the category, right? I knew so that. and yeah. and each performer can only be nominated for the category that they got the most votes for. So for some reason, I'm assuming everybody who voted picked each of those people mostly for supporting. And then they both had to get nominated for supporting because that's just how the votes fell. Which is ridiculous, but I mean I guess, you know. Uh, I guess so. Let me, well, here, let me read the names and then I'll, I'll jump into to why to maybe maybe understanding where they're coming from. So our, our nominees here are Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago 7, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Leslie Odom, One Night in Miami. So the two that are confusing here are Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, mostly because they're definitely both co-leads of the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. They're not supporting actors. Like, they're co-leads. Now, I'm 100% with you on the... I did know that. I knew that the 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 Academy gets to basically decide, is this person a supporting actor or an actor? Which is a confusing thing they get to decide. I don't fully understand it, but they do. But it, using using that logic that you just said, does that mean then, if I'm understanding this correctly, basically what happened was... The Academy watched this movie, and a half of the people said, yes, Daniel Kaluuya is the supporting actor, while Lakeith Stanfield is the lead. And then the other half said Lakeith Stanfield is the supporting actor, while Daniel Kaluuya is the lead. And not enough people said the lead for either, so they just both became supporting? Like, it's the only thing I can think of. Because I can't think of somebody watching this movie and picking both of them as supporting. I, it's just not going to happen. And I also can't imagine them picking it and and deciding one over the other, really. But I guess they must have. It's so weird. I, I just don't understand how you come at this movie and not understand that it's two co-leads. Like, it is definitively a movie where there are two leads, which is not new. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like a novel concept. Um, I don't get it. I saw some people that were, you know, they were like, oh, well, they may have put them there because Chadwick Boseman is probably going to win. But that's not how it works. Like, it's not it's, – it's individual assignment. So that's so weird. I guess what I don't understand is in almost every other category, the Academy doesn't get to pick. The movies are nominated, right? Like, like – or submitted rather, right? So, like, you know, Disney submits Soul for Best Animated, Best Visual – best score best song like they submit for certain categories and say please consider us in this category so it's very weird to me 
that in this category, they could be like, here's who we're submitting from our movie. You guys sort out who they are. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this category bothers me. <laughs> it gives me a headache. Well, nonetheless, um, I would love to know your thoughts. I think there's an obvious probable winner here, but I would love to know your thoughts. No, hit, hit me. Who's the obvious winner? I I think it's it's got to be Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, he's taken every award show leading up to the Oscars. Like it just hasn't. It, it, he's so far ahead in in insight, let alone any modeling, that it's just. I don't think it's gonna be close. Mister um, Math over here. Wait again. It's just weird. I don't know. I. I feel weird about this too where let's let's go back to that idea of whether or not you actually could decide based on who you think would win. It's a weird kind of thing of like I think Daniel Kaluuya should be winning for best actor, not best supporting. But if he does that, that knocks out best actor. I mean, somebody's getting dropped and We'll get to this in a bit, but is it not going to be Chadwick? Are you not going to give it to him then because of Daniel Galea? No. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's so weird. I think the problem is it ends up feeling sometimes, and this has happened before in the past, where it ends up feeling like supporting is a lesser category. Where like supporting is where you go because there was someone better than you in the lead actor category, but that's not how it should work. Like no. that's not the way that those nominations are supposed to interact. We're supporting – is you are the best actor in a supporting role, not you're the best secondary, like you're the, you know, you're the second place winner. And I don't know, it just sucks. There's like a part of it that feels like it sucks, but also maybe no one cares enough. I don't know. Yeah. I think I saw that in one of their, I don't remember if Dana Clue or Lucky Stanfield, but one of them had like Instagram posts when that when they got nominated and they're like, yeah. I'm also confused, but like, screw it, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, I, and maybe that's the best way to take away from it is like, you're still nominated. You still might win. That's pretty cool no matter what. Yeah. So. That's a confusing anyway. ceremony. Yeah. You saw Sound of Metal. Uh, I did. How was Paul Racy in Sound of Metal? Oh, man. He was so good. If it wasn't definitely going to Daniel, I would be pushing so hard for Paul. In fact, he would have, if it were not for Daniel, he would be winning. Interesting. Uh, definitely he would win. Uh, Over he Sasha so Baron Cohen for you? Good. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, figures. Um, which, what a year for him, Trial and Borat. Um, Wild year. Truly Hard what year to describe year. to my middle school self. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, tough, tough thing to convince me that that's what would end up happening to the voice <laughs> of Julian the lemur from Madagascar. Well, when you put it that way, doesn't help at all, actually. <laughs> it confuses me further. But uh, Paul, actually, I mean, in addition to him being like a revelation, being just very, very good, being, you know, an objectively great performance, being such, an, such a grounding presence for the movie. Um, it's also, I actually, I just think it's so meaningful. He, so obviously the movie is about uh, coming to terms with being deaf slash the community, deaf and hard of hearing community. Um, and his parents are both deaf. Uh, so he grew up... Uh, I, I believe he says his first language was actually a uh, sign language because he was uh, brought up by two parents who were deaf. Um, and so he, you know, he sort of had to, uh, had one foot in to the, the community, other foot out and would do things like, 
uh, interpret for his parents over the phone when uh, companies would call and he'd have to say, oh, the phone bill is due or things like that. Um, so, uh, and he actually is in a, I want to get the band right. I think it's Black Sabbath, but he's in a ASL Black Sabbath tribute band. It's one of the most fun facts um, I have ever read in my entire life. That's actually really fun. It's, uh, yeah, it is, um, it's Black Sabbath. So he's a frontman for Hands of Doom, which is an ASL Black Sabbath tribute band, which I think is super cool. Anyway, none of that is about acting, but um, I would wish to goodness that he would win because I think it's just he was not only was he great, but his involvement in this movie is just it's really nice because every I mean, everybody, all the other lead characters weren't actually people who were deaf and or hard of hearing um, right. or involved in the community so much. Um, so I don't know, it would have been cool for somebody who has uh, a personal hand in that to take an award for it, but. It doesn't take away how good the performance was. So if you haven't yeah, seen or it, the nomination. all of you I mean, still watch it. And the nomination, yeah, yeah that's still great. very meaningful. I'm not, so I still haven't seen it yet, but I'm vaguely aware from, I think, a post that I saw. Am I right that Sound of Metal is subtitled always? Yeah, it is. You can't remove it. That's what I thought. I think that's really cool. I remember that there was something about that happening at a theater and that there was some theater that didn't have it and they apparently, I don't know, the producers or the distributor, I'm not sure, but they pulled it and they were like, nope. You can't, you're not allowed to do that uh, because the, uh, I don't know, whoever, maybe the theater themselves, but they basically took away the subtitles and they're like, nope, 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 nope. That's not how that works. So I thought that was really interesting, especially yeah. given last year's discussions, you know, Bong Joon-ho taking it to America, uh, uh, <laughs> taking it to the, the gut about, you know, if you can get <laughs> over the one inch thing in front of you, maybe you'll enjoy my movie. It's like, yeah. I, I just, that was very interesting to then have a, a movie come out the very next year that is in English, but is subtitled all the way through no matter what even if you're sitting in the theater you're seeing so you know i find that very interesting um in a good way i mean that's you know that's yeah it is good so good progress interesting all right well that's best actor so that takes us to best actress best actress is the literal inverse of best supporting in that best even best actor let's be honest those two categories best supporting actor and best actor are pretty much guarantees Best actress is a nightmare minefield. It's a massacre. There's no survivors. I don't know what to do with this one. This is another <laughs> reason why I'm glad I didn't do it this year. I would have. This would be the one where I. This would have kept me up. Like it would be way past my bedtime, and I'd be sitting there, hands pulling out my hair, trying to figure out what's the one thing I can add so that it'll tell me who's gonna win. Uh. This is just one of those categories. So our nominees for this year are Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Here's our issue. Every one of those people, except for Vanessa Kirby, has taken a different award. Oh, no. So really? Carrie Mulligan has taken Critics' Choice. Frances McDormand took the BAFTA. Viola Davis took the SAG. And Andrew Day took the Golden Globe. So. I'm so sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. Which means they all, they're all within, I mean, I, I don't remember my spreadsheet exactly. Like, I don't remember each of the weights correctly. But if I'm even taking a stab in the dark, they must all be, they, they must be within less of 10 points of each other of like the possibility of winning, which is essentially the same as saying, you don't know. Like there's, it's nothing is going to be significant enough for you to say that you actually have like a, a, a thought here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, 
the, the only thing I can think of is generally having multiple nominations helps. So like having a best picture nominee nomination also helps. So to me, that says that Mulligan and McDormand would probably be the favorites, but at the same time, that's not been a guarantee. Like that's just sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what to make of this, this one either. Who 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 would you want? Who's your pick? Oh, my pick. Okay, I have uh, first off to 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 set up my pick is the fact that I'm just excited about this because no matter who it is, I'd be really happy to see them just go up on stage and talk. I just think every one of these people is joyful to me. I I, I love Viola Davis. She's she's amazing. Um, Andrew Day it would be so cool. She's not gonna win. I don't think she's gonna win, but. If she did, she, this is like her first real movie. I, I have loved her as a singer for so long, but her other role was like Cars 2 or 3 or something. And then it's this, which is incredible. Um, so that would be just amazing to see. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is just really hot and super cool. So I want to see her talk <laughs> on the stage. Frances McDormand is the coolest, scariest, amazingest person. And I love her and I want her to talk on stage all the time. And I would die for Carrie Mulligan. I love her so much since the day she was in Blink, the greatest episode of Doctor Who of all time. Um, so all this to say, I'm just happy. You know, I want I want them to Texas Chainsaw it and give it to all five. But uh, I would personally want to give it to Carrie. I thought that she was, she is, first of all, everything in every role that she does. She's one of those actors who always understands the assignment. I love her. She makes very rare choices, and she does them all very well, in my opinion. And she was everything in this movie. So, um, I, in my opinion, she's got one of the slimmer chances of winning this. But it's kind of one of those parasite moments where I could see it being an insane upset. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, I'll be really happy. Um, my, my actual prediction, uh, Viola Davis... Which will also be really interesting, interesting because she was only in that movie for 26 minutes in Maureen's yeah. Black Bottom, which is yeah. nuts. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, very much feels like uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, where Andrew, uh, yeah. uh, Anthony Hopkins yeah. is only in it for, what, 12 minutes? I think it's like yeah. 12 or 20 it's, it's minutes, and he won the, won the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, I've only seen one, which is Marini's Black Bottom. Viola Davis was incredible in it. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not news to say, obviously, but uh, that Viola Davis is a great actress, but she is, she's just a powerhouse and there's no other, like, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I hadn't actually thought about that until you said it. I, I, I'll admit, I had not really considered the fact that she's not really in it that much. Because my memory of the movie is that she is in it so much more than she is, which I think speaks to like, she's taking up a lot of space in that movie. Like, like she's taking up a lot of oxygen because of how demanding her role is, like how, how utterly mm. in your face and, and dominating her role is when I think back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, she's in the movie all the time, but she's not at all. Like <laughs> she, that, I, I hadn't really thought about that. Which, yeah, it speaks to her power. In 2009, she got nominated for supporting for Doubt, but she was only in it for one eight-minute scene. So that's Jesus, Viola Davis. I didn't Davis. know that either. Yeah. And, of course, she won for Fences, uh, which yep. was 
wildly deserved. So yeah, that's the only one I've seen. So obviously there's bias here. I don't know anything about anybody else. I mean, I know them from like other things. I don't know Andrew Day. Vanessa Kirby, I know from Hobbs and Shaw and <laughs> Fast and the Furious. So I don't have a lot of thoughts on Vanessa Kirby other than uh, she's seemingly very charismatic and I'm sure good in Beast of Woman. I don't know. I have no other thoughts. Um, Francis yeah, I, should, I probably should I, log on to my official podcast and say, hey, Vanessa Kirby's super hot, so she should win. But I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> she is very hot. That is very true. Uh, uh, Francis McDormand... I I mean she's always good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see Nomadland. Like I said before, the I've li- I don't even think I've seen a trailer. I've literally only seen silent like gifs slash the poster, and she looks exactly like she does in Three Billboards. And I know that's the <laughs> stupidest reason, but like I'm like, eh, I'm not giving it to her then. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, eh, maybe do something <laughs> different. I'm, you're out. Um, <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. She does I love to be reflective and sad. didn't like her in Great Gatsby. That's my entire knowledge of Carrie Mulligan. I don't know anything else. Damn. I really don't. I, I don't really know her career very well. So I don't have a ton of things for her. I just didn't like her in Great Gatsby. But that's not really her fault. I think that's Great Gatsby's fault. Um, so that's that on that. I, I, so I'm going to go with you. I'm going to give it to Viola. <laughs> I think that's the that's the way to go. Um she also won the SAGs. Like, SAG is powerful. It's the largest uh, guild of the Academy. So I think, you know, I think she's got a good shot. Um, I think your second best bet is probably Carrie Mulligan. That would uh, be I would say for some reason Carrie and Francis tied. I agree with you. I also – Interesting. Okay. <laughs> everything I've seen, Francis, I don't know, you know. I don't know. But they do love her. <laughs> yeah. And the fact yeah. that they have both nominations, that does help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And she actually, well, she's this, also this nominated for producer for Nomadland and Best Actress, which yeah. I think is the first time a woman or anyone, woman maybe, has ever done that. Uh, really? So anyway, I hope she gets to take the stage, at least, again, in that I did not terrifyingly know that. scary and empty theater that they're holding it in. Yeah. This is definitely the category to, like, look out for. Like, this is the one that's going to be the, I think it's going to be kind of the thing to talk about. So that is Best Actress. Uh, best Actor. Let's start with. Do you have any fun facts for Best Actor? Yeah, they're not that much fun, actually. Chadwick is the eighth uh, actor ever to be nominated posthumously for his performance. Yeah, he'd be the third person to win if he wins. So our nominations for Best Actor are Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Riz Ahmed in The Sound of Metal, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Steven Yoon in Minari. Uh, every cosmological sign is pointing toward Chadwick Boseman winning. It's I I, I'm not really clear if there's an alternative here. Uh, The Netflix curse does not extend as far as Marini's Black Bottom. Uh, yeah, I, I I truly don't know. I mean, the only other choice would be Anthony Hopkins because he got the BAFTA, as far as I know. But I don't think that's going to happen. I just yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much to say on that. I guess it, it feels like it's it, to me. It feels very similar to when I was a kid watching Heath Ledger win for Dark Knight, right? Like it's, it's just that thing where there's a performance or an actor, even if it's not about that particular performance. There's an actor who, after they pass, there's just that overwhelming kind of like, no, there's no other choice, right? Like it's going to be this person, and I think a lot of the time that has to do with age. 
Like it's not, you know, I was just thinking about when, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, he passed when I was in freshman or sophomore year of college. Uh, 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 oh my God, I'm going to kick myself. Uh, he was in Big Lebowski. He was in, uh, I think he was in W. He was in the master. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. When Philip Seymour Hoffman passed, it was, I don't think the same feeling occurred because he had already been kind of storied. And not that it wasn't like super sad, you know, he was an incredible actor and and he was really well known for it and it was definitely there. But I don't think that same immediate feeling of like, this is a young guy and the possibilities are so vast and that's what makes it almost more of a loss. And I think that's where this feels familiar to me in the same way that Ledger felt familiar. Um mm. So I I just don't think it's I don't think there's any other option. I think if it goes to Anthony Hopkins, it's going to be wild. <laughs> like that would be a very we're not going to hear the end of that on Twitter for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all I got there. I think honestly, this is a strong year though. Other than Gary Oldman, I have nothing against Gary Oldman, but I don't know anyone who cares about Mank. <laughs> Gary he Oldman like... keeps freaking appearing in the nominations <laughs> I mean. of every sort of single year. Nobody has ever seen the movie yeah. that he's nominated for. Nope. Nobody nope, has nope, nope. ever heard anything about it. And then sometimes he just wins it too. Yep. And this keeps happening. And I'm never going to forget when he beat Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread for The Darkest Hour, which nobody yep. watched. Okay? Nobody watched that movie. So, I liked <sighs> Darkest Hour in that I, know I just you kind did. of generally like historical period pieces. And I remember thinking while watching it, I remember it, I was you like, specifically hmm, liking it too. Gary Oldman's really wearing the hell out of this Churchill makeup. Like it, he was still just Gary Oldman. Like he's not like <laughs> his like voice, his his vocal affectation when he's doing it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just serious black. Got it. <laughs> you know, like he's not. I don't know. There's not that much different. Like he always sounds like he's still doing what's his face, Lieutenant Gordon from Batman. Like he's yeah. not. I don't know. It's just never that different. He's just in very different makeup. And I'm like, okay, great, cool, whatever, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, other than Gary Oldman, I feel like this was a strong year for Best Actor. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, sure. like these are yeah. pretty varied. I, Anthony Hopkins, I don't care if he's here every year, man. He can do no wrong. He's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm still more upset that the the two popes didn't get more attention because he was phenomenal in that movie. Um I'm glad he's here. I haven't seen The Father, but it doesn't matter. He's just great. Put him back. He also has a fantastic TikTok, just as a fun fact, everybody. <laughs> what now? He, he has a great TikTok. He's really active on the internet. Like, he posts a lot of stuff on Twitter and TikTok of him doing, like, he, like, plays the piano with his cat, and he does, like, little dances, yeah. and he's like, I hope you have a great Sunday. And then that's his Good entire TikTok, because he just wishes that. you a happy Sunday, and then he just goes on his day. Um, Riz Ahmed, of course, awesome young actor. You've spoken very highly of this movie. Steven Yoon, who is amazing. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad The Walking Dead, he was finally able to move on and do other things because <laughs> he's got such a crazy big career ahead of him and I'm excited for him. Like this is a, a cool year for this category, which is sort of sad because it's going to be so somber yeah. and understandably so, but it's also like a good year. Like it's it's a strong year for it. So yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Ma Rainey's pretty much guaranteed. Um, definitely see that movie if you haven't already. Very, uh, uh, lots of split opinions on the movie itself. I know that, but the performances I think are pretty much universally like, yeah, these are incredible. So that's that. Uh, best director. 
We've got our five nominees for Best Director. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. I assume yeah. Fennel instead of Fennel. Uh, David Fincher for Mank. And Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Um, again, I have seen one of these movies. Nope, I've seen none of them. I just read them again. Not a single one. Uh, Another Round is the one with Mads Mikkelsen, right? Sure. I think it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. As far, the only thing I know about the movie is that he spins in a circle and he has a bottle of liquid in his hand. I don't even know if it's alcohol. More I just than know I know. Liquid. Incredible. And Mads Mikkelsen is great. So that's my pitch for that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's probably going to be closed out. Um, probably. It's been a weird... This is another category that has been increasingly worse for predictions when I used to do it because as a general rule, uh, the best picture and best actor wins lineup. So oh, I'm sorry, best director and best picture. So if you don't have the nomination um, or if, you know, if, if something is really predicted in BP, then it's going to be best director too, generally. But... Over the past eight years, it has split like way the majority of the time. And that's not common. Uh, it was really common when the Oscars began and it is not common now. So, uh, or it wasn't common until more recently. So it's made it a little more difficult. Um, that being said, I still think it's going to be Chloe Zhao. I think this is going to be another Parasite-like sweep. So I think she's probably going to take Best Director. I'm happy for her. If it's not her, um do you think <laughs> that Fincher stands a chance with Mank? Consider, and the the only reason I'm asking is because no. Mank got the most nominations across the entire thing, but doesn't That's seem to be point. our pick for. That's a good point. It's also a big Hollywood movie, right? Isn't that the yeah, point? Yeah, they, I they mean, love is, is... movies about themselves. That's a really good point. I was gonna say I was gonna say Lee Isaac Chung is my second pick, but that's actually a fair point. I I very much respect that position. Uh, you're right. I think if they're not going to give it to Chloe Zhao, then they're going to go. They're not going to be like, well, let's give it to a next most deserving. It's going to go the other end of the bell curve, and they're going to go, let's give it to who we normally like, yep. which is David Fincher. Definitely. So that's not a bad bet. Uh, yeah, nice. Okay, I respect that. Who would you want? Is that who you want? You want? No, Chloe? God, uh, no, no. I want Chloe. You want David? Okay. <laughs> I want Chloe. For sure. Actually, I mean, in an ideal world, I would like Emerald, but um, she's got a, I truly believe, a long and promising career ahead of her. So it's not going to yeah. happen, and that's okay. Uh, she will be up there again if everything I mean, goes well. Yeah. I, what, I think what's neat about this, I don't know anything about Thomas Vinterberg, so sorry, Tom. Uh, we're all, Directors, I'm always on a first name basis. Actors, I'm always both names. Directors, first name. Uh, I think what's cool about this is all of these, not all, but the the three top folks here, uh, top meaning in the list I'm looking at are like new. I don't mean new, like it's not like they never made a movie, but yeah. Chloe Zhao, Ligasic Chung, and Emerald Fennel are not exactly storied decades, many entries into the, you know, the, the, the lexicon of film. Like, I think it's very cool to see this many sort of young, newer directors getting these nominations because these are names that we can now keep an eye out for many years yeah. to come. Yeah. Um, you know, even if, you know, their first movie was the last decade, that kind of thing. Like, it's still relatively new in the scope of things. So it's cool to see this versus David Fincher's name I'm used to seeing up here. So, you know, it's not that 
whatever. Yeah. So. yeah. It's, anyway. a, it's also the first time ever that two women have been nominated for Best Director. Oh, yeah. I guess that almost has to be true, doesn't it? No, it is. <laughs> I was going to say. 100% no, no, true. Uh, well, yeah. uh, what I'm getting at is like, when as soon as you said it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any other year. Like, are we sure that's true? But then right. I realized it's, it's such a the amount selection. of women who have been nominated as Best Director is already so low. Yeah. That I don't think it's literally, I don't think there's even a possibility that it could have been two before because it's not even normally one. Like, yeah. like in other words, All the I, logic I mean, of that doesn't. Literally in recent memory, I can only think of Greta and uh, Catherine Bigelow. So, I mean, I'm, I know there are more, but it's just striking that there are like two names in my no, head. No, I think, you know? no, I think Catherine Bigelow wasn't the first. She was the first. No, yeah, I know. It's the first winner, right? Or the only winner. First, only woman who's She's ever only won Best winner. Record. Yeah, and Greta is the last person I remember being nominated. I thought she was the first nominated, but I I might be really wrong about that. The yeah, okay, Catherine Bigelow is the only woman to ever have won. Okay, confirmed. But not the first nomination. No. Okay, cool. I was gonna say I don't know. I think I had that in my head, but that can't be right because I think Sofia Coppola was too. So, uh, yeah, it's a so it's a, a uh, yeah, only five women have ever been nominated. Jesus, that's even lower than I. That's not good. Lena. Probably Vertmuller, if I had to take a guess. Uh, Jane Campion, Sofia Coppola, Catherine Bigelow, and Greta Gerwig. So that's, oh, that's what I mean. As soon as you boy. said two, I was like, wait, are you sure? And then realized there's literally no possible chance. It's it's just impossible. Yeah. Well, that is a big year then, yeah. So Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell. Because uh, you know how women don't make movies? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks that this is the year it is because I feel like this would be a much bigger deal in a normal yeah. year. Yeah, well... Uh, that's certainly something to celebrate. That's cool. As much as we care about the Oscars being a modic, uh, a lever of change, of which they are not. Uh, still, that's great. Um, so that brings us to our big final category, and I'm assuming some cool final fun facts. Uh, best picture. Our best picture nominees for this year are Nomadland, The Trial of Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman. Minari, The Father, Sound of Metal, Mank, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Should sound pretty familiar. Those have all pretty much dominated all the categories. So, yeah. Uh, What's your pick? I know that since Onward isn't on this list and neither is Tom and Jerry or Palm Springs. I know. uh, I know that none of our leads are here, but if you had to pick a second, who do you pick? (laughs) Who do you want? Or who do I want? Okay. Let's go with what I actually think. I think it's between okay. three. Don't ask me why I picked these three. I, I don't I don't like to have reasons for my thoughts. Love it. I think it's between Mank, Minari, Nomadland. I don't think it's going to be Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't think it's going to no. be The Father. Mm-mm. I don't think it's going to be Promising Young Woman. It's not going to be Sound of Metal. It's not going to be Trial. Mm-mm. Mank, low chance, unless they decide... To do that whole, actually, we love Fincher and we love movies about movies thing, and then it sweeps and nobody saw it coming, and I don't know. Always a possibility. This is a weird year. Otherwise, tell me if I'm way off base here. I really think Nomadland is probably going to take it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're 100% on. I think it's going to be Nomadland. Uh, Again, haven't really done a lot on it. Just kind of barely paid attention to stuff. Chloe Zhao took the Director's Guild Award. Took The movie took the Producer's Guild Award. It won at the BAFTAs. It took the Critics' Choice. It, it means it's done pretty much everything you need to do to win a movie. Um, now, that hasn't always played out uh, exactly in that we have had cases where they have won all of them and the other thing still won. Um, 
but there's really nothing else that any other movie has taken. So I, I think I, there's no other choice. I think it's Nomadland, which again, I think we're both very happy with. Yeah. I don't, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Even having not seen it, it's more, I really have no opinions on the movie because I haven't seen it, obviously. It's just Chloe Zhao. I'm just so happy for her. Like, I can't speak highly enough about the writer. Go see that movie if you haven't. I think it's on Amazon Prime for free. That movie is so, oh God, I don't know what it is about the movie. It was simultaneously so quiet and so emotional. uh, And maybe there's a degree of like, Maybe I have some bias because it feels very much like home to me to a degree, but it is just, damn, it's a good movie. Um, so I'm glad that she's winning because she's great. The I will say my my only disagreement is in the possible upset. I'm actually going to give upset to Trial only because it took the SAG award, mm-hmm. which is the only other time in which maybe, maybe, maybe it matters. Yeah. So that being said, I still kind of like your mink position of when the Oscars do things terribly, they go really bad. I mean, they they just whew, they green book it. You know, when they choose, <laughs> when they choose to go to break bad, they do it the whole way. So, in that case, that would be Mank over Trial. So maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe that is the second. Yeah. The thing about yeah. Trial is that two things. If um, if it were a slightly different set of nominations, just some of these movies weren't there, and if it wasn't Netflix distributed. It's mm-hmm. such an Oscarable movie. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, have you seen it? I have not seen it. I'm only aware of the constant, constant, constant discussion about it. Yeah. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I liked it very much. It was long and exhausting, but not that, but not in a bad way. Just that like, if you finish it, you're going to be like, I got to go to sleep for like 10 minutes at least, um, <laughs> if not 10 hours. Um, but I woke up the next day and I was like, damn, I want to see that again. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's Oscar bait. It's really good, but it is also Oscar bait. It's real, real good. And, um, all this to say, I, I actually back your thing that there is a, a slice of a chance, a not zero sized, a non zero sized slice of a chance that it just somehow takes it. Um, doesn't feel very likely, but then again, who knows what's going to happen this year. It just felt like well, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this this feels like a movie that should have an Oscar, which is not necessarily a compliment, but I just, you know, you know, sometimes you get that vibe, like you watch a movie and you're like, yeah, that's award show material. Sure. Well, I mean, that sounds good to me. It works for me. Uh, I'm describing Sorkin, so. <laughs> that's yeah, way to which I mean, I think that's its own, like, I think that's a fair, I mean, there's weight there, you know? Yeah. Uh if hey, remember no when reason. Social Network lost white, best white people love Sorkin. speech? <laughs> they sure do. Yeah. I still, that is, I want to revisit Social Network because that movie, I'm still so blasé on that movie even now. Like, I oh, enjoy what? it. I know, I know. I enjoy it, but I think it gets way too much attention. And I think because I might be really wrong. good, Eric. That's I think why. I might be wrong. But I will still say this. I think Social Network is overrated, which I know is like a crazy opinion. I still don't understand how King Speech won. <laughs> like even me, like even with my position, mm-hmm. I still think Social Network should have won. It was such, I was like, yeah, obviously that's the best picture. I may not have enjoyed it as much as everyone else did, but like that's still the best picture. And it just went to a movie no one saw. Well, I which King Speech isn't a bad movie, loved but I, it. Yeah. I just don't, that's not the one. 
I don't, it's super not the movie to win. <laughs> also, didn't Tom Hooper do King's Speech? Yeah, he did. Yep, Mr. Katz. Okay, here's the, thi- here's the thing then. Here's the problem. King's Speech let everyone think that Tom Hooper should go do things. And as a result, we got Les Mis and Cats. So I think that's another reason why Social Network should have won. <laughs> Retroactively, we know that we created a monster. Man, as a, as a King's Speech defender, great movie. That said, I love The Social Network. And it is absolutely. Oh, that's what I mean. It's I, one of those movies where, like, yeah. I I know it lost, but like, it, it's the best picture winner. Like, I will never, like, I yeah. will say it won best picture, and then somebody will walk up to me and say, "No, actually, it didn't." And then I will I will turn their phone away from my face and say, "Don't show me that." You're like, you know, no, you're wrong. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Brenda Song, she's great in that movie. That's what I remember Gosh, most about that movie so is that Brenda Song is great. Which <laughs> is such a weird yeah. thing. To remember, Wasn't it? But. Was it? I don't know if it was Sorkin or somebody else involved in the movie who was like. I definitely don't want any of those Disney kids for this movie. Like, I don't want to see Timberlake. I don't want to see Brenda. I don't want to see any of those people audition. Like, they're not going to get it. This is a different vibe. <laughs> and then he he held the auditions and saw their performances and was like, and oh, yeah. the reason that they're Disney kids is because they've been doing this since they were young, which means they're really good. Damn. <laughs> what happened to Timberlake's oh, acting career? He was in Social Network and well, then he was in, in Friends Palmer with Benefits. Now. And then he disappeared. No, he's in Palmer. What the hell Which is, is that that Apple TV Plus movie about? Um, uh, oh, I was right. He disappeared. Can... Yeah, but then he's <laughs> right. back. Like he's back now. You know. Yeah. Is he? Well, Who knows not, about that when show? When I say back, I mean factually. I don't mean everyone's. Well, okay, that's what I mean. It's a, it's I mean, a, like I'm sure movie. he's doing stuff. Not a show. But Friends with Benefits was like a big movie for what it was. And yeah, he was Snow like was big. he's doing like press at least twice a year for that's a bit what I'm in the up. middle there. He, You're he so was, right. And then he kind of he was on uh, top of the world. And then, but didn't he have like a mild cancellation because he did or said something and Jessica Biel something and something 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 and then he dipped. I think there was a little bit of a reckoning in the past few years of like, hey, we probably should come back to the fact that he oh, completely Brittany, ruined Janet, Janet Jackson's Jackson. career and Britney's career. And then he got away scot-free. I think there was like a little bit of, hey, we should probably talk about this. Yeah. And then anyway. he had all those Time's Up pins on and everyone was like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this has been our discussion of an Oscars that is literally a decade old. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. So that is the big categories for the... 2021 the oscars that are in the year 2021 for the year 2020 which is always so confusing um i think there's a couple others i just want to like quickly mention of like maybes um movies that i feel like have people have seen either on the internet or memed or on netflix a lot my octopus teacher is one of the favorites for best documentary um Mads Mikkelsen in another round, probably going to take Best International. He's great. Um, uh, 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 what else? Best Visual Effects is where you get weird stuff like Mulan and Tenet. Still never saw Tenet. I remember Tenet. <laughs> I assume it's visually cool. Best Score, Soul Again, possibly... Best original song, One Night in Miami is the lead there. What happened to One Night in Miami? That was like a lead movie for a while, and then it yeah, just didn't make it into any other year. category. I never saw it. I need to finally do that. I don't know if um, something happened or it was a tough year. But. Here's a weird movie that's up for best song. I just forgot the song. Eurovision Song Contest. Yep. The movie with, with Will uh, Ferrell. Yep. I completely forgot that movie existed. Um uh, best costume design has Emma in it. Forgot that movie existed. 
I believe the person nominated for best costume design for Ma Rainey's is the oldest woman or person I have to double check ever nominated for an Oscar in that category. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's like Eighty something. I said a lot I mean, of great costumes here, but I remember reading this, so I'm not completely off. Just you know, Google it, guys. But I like that's it. really cool. Uh, best sound. Uh, Sound of Metal seems like the obvious one. It's in the title. They really did good there. They just did good SEO work. <laughs> They're like, we're going to win best sound because people know that the word sound is in the title. I the mean, movie. it also is very, very, <laughs> very, very. I would imagine very, it has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. it has to be. That's it the whole point. Be. It is very uh, My fun good. fact of this one is this category has two Tom Hanks movies in it for some reason. Greyhound and News of the World. So there you go. Right, Greyhound. Tom Hanks is This is, is the most I've sound. ever thought about Apple TV Plus in my entire life. Wolfwalkers, Greyhound, Palmer. (laughs) Yep. So that is is the uh, uh, 93rd Oscars. Uh, Those are our predictions based on basically nothing but intuition and some base level opinions. Uh, I can't wait to see how we did. I bet we do better than when I put effort into it, in which case that's going to make me not want to do it more. (laughs) (sighs) As always. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me finish this out with this. Uh, here's my, here's my final pitch for you. The question is what movie, if you could pick a movie or whatever, it can be a person, a movie, but we'll stick with the movie. If there, there, it has a movie that is not nominated for the 93rd Oscars, which movie would you using your, uh, omnipotent powers to take and force it to the Oscars this year? My pick is to five bloods specifically Delroy Lindo for Best Actor. I am still confused as to how The Five Bloods is not on this Oscar list, uh, minus the 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 one where it is, which I think is Best Score, which I, I don't know if that, maybe I'm cheating in my own game, but I really am confused as to how it didn't make it. Um, it is such a good movie, and in particular, that performance is so powerful. So... Still confused. Um, that's the one. If I had to pick any, that's the one I would shove into the Oscars. Incredible. Yeah, I'm behind you. I haven't seen that, but I immediately believe that. Yeah, I don't know that I have anything, actually. I mean, if I could, if I had some kind of uh, store of uh, luck built up and could spend it on something, it would just be giving a promising young woman a bunch of awards, actually, rather than shoving somebody else mm. in there. But if okay, if, uh, if put on the spot, I, I, I mean, you know, okay, here's a movie that I heard a bunch about and then disappeared. Uh, uh-huh. Ammonite. Which is that? Um, oh, Kate Winslet, I also heard a bunch Saoirse about the movie. movie that. Yeah. Um, about. I mean, it looks like essentially portrait, but not. Yes. Yeah. It looked like portrait, except with like two actresses that America would recognize and exactly. would immediately lose their mind over. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait. What happened to that movie? Is it not eligible? I think that there were just very mixed reviews. Uh, oh. I think that it looked better than it ended up being, but I haven't Isn't seen it. Isn't about the two so of them again, in love? Uh, isn't it about one? It's a one of them's a paleontologist, right? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, how the hell is that movie not at the Oscar? How are Americans not salivating over this movie? Kate Blanchett and Saoirse Ronan Winslet. in love. Oh, Kate Winslet in love, and one of them's a paleontologist in a period piece. Yeah, that I has. I, I mean, my genuine guess <laughs> is too close to Portrait. Like Portrait happened too recently. Right. Everyone watched People it, and they the were like, and "Oh, like, it's a worse a portrait." So that's not going to get it. <laughs> Didn't we yeah. just see? Also, this. too many lesbians and too little time. So. 
the too award shows many don't love that. Well, confusing, but uh, all right, I like it. I like that that's your pick for shoving it in here, even if it's just for the, even if it's just to Again, see this the. Is not an endorsement. You know, I didn't watch, watch it, and it doesn't seem that. No, good, I like it. So I, I like it. It's just like a. It feels like it should be here, so I like yeah. it. Um, okay, well, this has been Are You Still Watching's second annual Woo! Oscar predictions episode. We have a tradition. Hell yeah. We did two of them in annually. more than a year, which is sort of a confusing way to use the word annually because it hasn't... Is it more <laughs> it confusing more than, than a 2021 year. Euro Cup than a 2020 Euro Cup being played in 2021? No. It's confusing. It's, confu- it's confusing time for us all. Uh, well, this has been great. Uh, please, if you have movies that you think should have been nominated or if you have your own predictions, we would love to see or hear them. You can uh, tweet at us at AYSWpod. You could comment on our Patreon, patreon.com slash AYSW. You could otherwise find us, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what other... I don't think there's like a... I guess you could comment. You could review us on Apple Podcasts and then comment in there. That's a, that's a roundabout way to do it, but you could do it. Uh, as always, tell your friends about us. We would love to keep bringing you more stuff. We've got a ton of movies sitting in our queue and on our docket, so we will have more coming to you very soon. Um, especially now that Oscar season is over, we get to have a whole brand new year worth of stuffs. Yep. And a lot of stuff, considering 2020 is mostly full of things that were shoved from 2020. This is going to be a busy year. It really is. And Zola is this year. So catch me. We, and Zola. That's I'm right. very excited about that this calendar year. We got to get on it. Yep. We got to get on it. Well, uh, this has been wonderful as always. Thank you so much, Shalila, for engaging in predictions with me yet again. Have a good night, all. Bye.